What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire uh, season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas tonight on the show. And remember, Primetime, by the way, the show presented to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week later in the show. And we will also talk about the Freeman Cowboys stat of the week. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. It will be exciting new segment here on the show. And we will touch on a very relevant statistic to the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. So stay tuned for that. And tonight on the show, we'll start things off by talking about this Tyler Smith bit of news in which Brian Brothers, who is, of course, one of the most connected members of the media to the Cowboys organizations, one of the most credible sources out there for your Cowboys information needs, had a very interesting comment on 105.3 The Fan yesterday on Tyler Smith and offensive line coach Joe Philbin. It was a comment that has caused a little bit of a controversial conversation on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere you get Cowboys content because, you know, Brian Brothers mentioned that offensive line coach Joe Philbin and, assist and the assistant offensive line coach, quote unquote, were really not totally on board with the Tyler Smith selection. Now that does raise an eyebrow, just to be fair, right? You're talking about a first-round pick, 24th overall, a, a player that will likely uh, have the potential to make or break how you fare in the front lines in the 2022 season. It's something that, you know, makes us wonder a little bit. However, I felt somewhat of a comic, uh, of a panic, excuse me, uh, around Cowboys Twitter lately on this very topic because we've got fans talking about how this was a big deal. Uh, I had I saw many people also defend the fact that it wasn't anything to be worried about. So I believe the question, uh, I believe the question for me to you guys in the chat is, in your eyes, is the Joe Philbin, Tyler Smith rumor a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Let me know what you think in the chat. Just Based on the title of this video, you might have an idea of where I stand in this conversation, and I'll talk more about the about it in, in just a few moments. But Betsy, Betsy says, why would brothers bring that up? Just like uh, Betsy is out here saying, you know, why would he make uh, make us as Cowboys fans fight about this very topic? So big deal, small deal, or no deal? Joe Fielder and the assistant offensive line coach not totally on board with the Tyler Smith pick. Swain here says it can be a big deal if Joe doesn't train Tyler like he should. But to be honest, I don't believe that would happen even if he really didn't like the pick. I don't believe that you as, a, as an NFL coach would risk your job like that, right? Eliasar says no deal. Uh, Stevenson says no deal over at Facebook. Dave Jong says small deal. Tyler is going to be a great lineman. 
No deal for Craig, Tommy, no deal. Uh, with no context, is toxic, Tom, no deal. I'm not going to lie. I am proud of the chat right now. 7-Eleven says no deal at all. I am proud of the chat right now. You, you see, I, I was I wanted to touch on this topic because I saw fans on the Twitter uh, not be totally on board with this uh, comment, right? And, and, and start panicking a little bit. But I agree. I agree. I will go with the strong no deal on this topic. Listen, this is how NFL teams have operated since forever unless you have a head coach that is also the general manager the coaching staff in the front office will never really see eye to eye this is a tale as old as the nfl draft i would uh, i would assume there is the that's the reason why you have a front office you have a scouting department whose objective is to literally scout and evaluate the talent and sure the way that it works in the nfl a lot of the times is everyone has a say in things and maybe the coaching staff will give scouts in the NFL this sort of template of what they're looking for, right? Like if I run a defense, uh, maybe uh, Dan Quinn is going to explain to the scouting department how that defense works, what kind of players they need to have in Dallas. Because a lot of the times we talk about adapting the scheme to the players and that is true if we're talking about foundational pieces of an offense or of a defense. But if you're making a fifth-round draft pick, you, you, you might be talking about best player available. But also, that is the, the segment of the NFL draft in which maybe you start looking at scheme fit, right? Can this player contribute within the plans that I have for my defense and all of that? So maybe there is a template that the coaches hand the scouting department but the coaching staff is never going to actually evaluate the players. They might in some teams, if you have a coach that is an expert evaluator, because some coaches maybe have somewhat of a scouting background or some scouts have somewhat of a coaching background. So maybe in those cases, that is the case. But your coaching staff doesn't have to see eye to eye with your scouting department. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you, there is teamwork involved. But if the scouting, if the scouts determine this is a good player, this is a guy that we can get on this team and he can contribute right away, then it's their call. It's their call to to make that pick. That is why, you know, front offices and just teams in the NFL are structured the way that they are. And there have been countless stories about coaches and executives, scouts not being on the same page when they make picks in April. Uh, Bill Purcells didn't want DeMarcus Ware when the Cowboys drafted DeMarcus Ware. He wanted somebody else. Uh, Walsh, and this might not have to do a lot with the with the draft because it was afterwards, I believe, but when Walsh brought Steve Young to the 49ers, he was pretty much the only person in the whole organization that wanted Steve Young in the first place. So it's definitely a no, big de a no deal for me. Uh, I do believe that it's true. Uh, as I said, Brian Brothers is definitely one of the most credible sources out there. But I will say that I don't know if this does explain, as many people have claimed, the splitting of first team reps between Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern. Because if the Cowboys plan is to play Tyler Smith as early as week one, 
I would still believe that they, they were going to make him earn that role a little bit. They're, they're essentially handing him the starting job right now. So it makes a little bit of sense that they're at least asking him to compete with Connor McGovern. But it seems like the overwhelming feeling out of Oxnard and pretty much throughout the entire offseason, even before training camp, has been that Smith is getting the job. Smith is your number one left guard on the team. Now, on 105.3 The Fan, I don't remember who it was, but someone brought up the, the, the point that maybe this was about Joe Philbin being a little bit risk-averse in the fact that he doesn't have a lot of time to develop a player like Tyler Smith, right? Maybe Joe Philbin feels a little bit pressured because it's not like he had this big-time 2021 season or 2022 season that makes his job secure. You might argue that Joe Philbin's seat is a little bit hot. So maybe he wasn't into the idea of having to develop a player and having to be patient with a, a starter across his offensive line. So maybe it had to do a little bit with that. I don't think it's a crazy theory, but I don't, I don't, I am not concerned at all about Joe Philbin, quote, not being totally on board with a Tyler Smith selection. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, never liked Philbin since he was on hard knocks, just didn't like his vibes. Well, I don't know about his vibes. What I do know is that the offensive line had a lot of issues in 2021, and he's a guy that, that's definitely coaching with certain degree of pressure in the 2022 season. Dave Young says Connor McGovern is in a, is in a hot seat per se. I would, I would assume he is, man. I, I, and, and, you know, starting about the starting role, I don't think his roster spot is, of course, in any kind of risk because... He is a guard that can play both on the left side and the and the right side. He is a guy that will be used surely as a fullback once more. But I I just expect Tyler Smith to be your starting left guard as early as week one. And I had my doubts about this early in the offseason, but just based on what we've heard out of Oxnard, in which you're getting pretty much uh, everyone talking positive things about Tyler Smith, you got to feel good about the pick. Samuel Rose has played clips of everyone's reaction to that pick. A lot of people didn't like it. I myself was not convinced at all about the pick. I understood what the Cowboys were trying to be to do. I felt way better as soon as the Cowboys said that they looked at Tyler Smith as a potential immediate left guard. That made me, you know ease a little bit on, on my take on the Tyler Smith pick. And, you know, it's early. It's training camp. We have not seen Tyler Smith in real action, but it does sound like he's doing a good job. And I talked about this briefly last night. I said what I love the most about what we've heard about Tyler Smith is that he is winning with what we already knew were his strengths. He's not... Uh, he might still not have the most refined footwork, the most refined use of hands, but his explosiveness, his aggressiveness, and his just overall nastiness as an offensive lineman is allowing him to win in training camp. So I am all for that. That makes me feel way better about the pick because I maybe I wasn't expecting Tyler Smith to fix his entire uh, fundamentals in a couple of months in the offseason. That, that's definitely something that I wasn't expecting 
uh, Tyler Smith to do. But if he can win with the trades that made him a first-round pick, I'm excited about this. Uh, Craig says, I would move Terence Steele to guard. Oh, I don't know about that, though. Why would you? Like, you don't really have a, a need at guard. You have Tyler Smith. You have uh, Zach Martin, of course, on the right side. I don't know if Craig means as in being concerned about Terrence Steele. I would, you know, let him uh, do his thing at right tackle. I'm somewhat concerned about Terrence Steele, as I'm sure you guys know, if you have watched uh, primetime for a while. But I am also not uh, panicking about the right tackle situation. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I do find it concerning, though, that an offensive line coach is speaking like that and to the media. Seems like we are not on the same page. Well, there's always this kind of reports. And I would argue that you, you hear this about pretty much the other 31 teams in the NFL. It is a league that has rumors, that has reports on this kind of stuff. So I wouldn't panic about that either. I don't think that there's like this snitch within the Cowboys organization. I don't think this will be a big deal even for Tyler Smith and Joe Philbin. I don't think that uh, Tyler Smith will truly care about it. I think he will just be working with this mindset of proving people wrong. Like when they asked Dak Prescott about the fact that Jerry Jones uh, doubted him publicly and, and he said, just another doubter, right? Right. That was in that uh, Graham, is it, is it uh, what's the name of? Great interviewer, by the way, but I just can't remember his name. Great interviewer. Pretty much uh, every interview that he puts together is amazing. Uh, and I listen to his sports interviews all the time, but I completely blanked out on his name. But anyways, he, he did say that that one time, Dak Prescott, just another doubter. And I believe Tyler Smith's attitude will be the same. Plus, we don't know who told him that. We don't know who told Brian Brothers that. It might have been an executive. It might have been a front office member. We really don't know. Bruce says, I worry if someone can tell me, man, the name of that interviewer, uh, I would appreciate it. Man, it it's, it's killing me inside it, in my mind. All right. Bruce says, I worry. Um, I worry because we've seen coaches who just hate a player and it ruins them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But hold up. Not being totally on board with a player in the first round of the NFL draft is totally different from hating the player. So I would say do not worry about that for a even a fraction of a second. This is not Joe Philbin hating Tyler Smith. This is Joe Philbin having some questions about the guy they're picking with a 24th overall pick. That is it, I would say. Uh, that is just Joe Philbin and this is just speculating, but maybe he, he's just concerned about some of the traits. Uh, maybe he's not convinced about the footwork, or maybe he was. Let's use the past tense here, because if Joe Philbin was not on board, totally on board with the Tyler Smith pick in April, doesn't mean that he hasn't come around the idea in August, right? So I would just pump the brakes there a little bit, Bruce, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. I, I understand where you're coming from, though. But I would say that that's definitely not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about back in April, Joe Philbin not being convinced about your first round pick. That is it. That's happened a lot of times. 
in the NFL. I'm sure that it happens every season for at least one NFL team. Anyways, man, Ultra Cowboy. Couldn't have said it better myself. Scout, scout, and coaches, coach. That is how great organizations do. Now, granted, some of the finest organizations in NFL history have had a head coach that is heavily involved in the scouting process and the team building aspect of things. You've got Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick maybe as the ultimate examples of this. There's this great book, and I know Michael Lombardi has been controversial as a member of the media, but Michael Lombardi, the former NFL front office executive, is pretty insightful. I would check out that book, by the way, Greed Iron Genius. It's a great book. Uh, you learn a lot, and, and he, he talks a little bit about this whole kind of process of team building. That's a book recommendation just from me to you, man. Uh, and I really do recommend that book. But anyways, moving on, moving on. Let's move on. Uh, let's move on a little bit here. Bruce says, "All right, you talked me off the ledge." Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not panic there. Uh, Craig says, "No, they work together." Uh, I, I don't know if he means about the scouts and the coaches. They do. They do. You know, uh, scout, scout, and coaches, coach does not mean that they don't work together. Uh, but I, I agree there with Craig. They do. There is this cohesiveness between everything that you do as an NFL team. One more comment before we move on. Elias Sada says, I also think because the guy he'd play over him hasn't been that good. So it's what, a development issue? I wonder if uh, Elias Sada is talking about Connor McGovern here. But yeah, McGovern, you know, you know what he brings to the table. Definitely not what you want from a starter, at least not based on what we've seen so far from him. But still you do value the versatility of a guy that can play both spots at guard and a guy that can also provide for you in a special package. Because, you know, the MAC package, which includes Connor McGovern playing as essentially what is a fullback, has, has been effective for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been efficient when running out to the field on that package. I don't know if it will work for a second consecutive season, but the Cowboys have been working with it again in Oxnard. So their expectation is that it will. But anyways, we will move on. And I will present to you the first ever segment, the Cowboys stat of the week. The idea behind this segment is that we will have it every Wednesday and we will dive into a number that brings up a topic of interest for Dallas Cowboys fans. And in this case, you know, in the first ever edition of the Freeman Cowboys stat of the week, we will talk about personal packages, actually, a little bit here on the show. So without any further ado, let's get to it. This is, this is, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever Cowboys stat of the week presented to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. So, Cowboy Stat of the Week presented by Freeman Mazda. Today's stat is none other than the Cowboys' frequency at 11 personnel because the Cowboys were among the teams that used the most 11 personnel in the 2021 season. As a matter of fact, they used it in 65% of their plays. That was good for 11th in the league. And this matters, and this matters a lot, especially as the Cowboys will not have Michael Gallup in week one. They will also not have 
James Washington. They're going to be depending on the likes of young, unproven players like Noah Brown, who, yes, he is still young. He's only 26 years old. Dennis Houston, if he makes a team, undrafted free agent that is running with the ones out there in Oxnard. So my question from me to you is, since the Cowboys have plenty of injuries at wide receiver, let me know your gut feeling. Will the Cowboys play over or under 60% of the snaps in 11 personnel before Gallup returns? Because they played at 65% for the 2021 season. That was the 11th most in the NFL. Do they move to maybe a little bit more of 12 personnel? Will we see more of Jake Ferguson and Dalton Schultz at the same time on the playing field? Maybe try to make up a little bit for the absence of key wide receivers having these heavier formations and heavier looks and maybe try to pound the rock a little bit. And, you know, I know that many of us hate this quote, but just establish the run, right? Let me know your answers, over or under. Eliasar goes with the under, Gregory with the under, Ultra Cowboy the same. A lot of people going with the under. I will actually take the over. I think that the Cowboys, even with all of these injuries, I still believe they will play over 60% of the snaps with three wide receivers on the field. I just think that there even might be some concerns about using 12 personnel as Jake Ferguson continues to develop as a rookie. So that was the first ever Cowboys stat of the week presented by Freeman Mazda. Remember, uh, Freeman Mazda makes this show possible. And by the way, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda because the ride of the week is the new CX-30 Premium. The new CX-30 Premium that has all-wheel drive features, it's memory cushioned, uh, heated seats, adaptive cruise control, which is an insane feature that controls your automatic, uh, your vehicle's speed automatically based on the relative speed and distance of the car that's ahead of you. It's got Wi-Fi hotspot, uh, a Wi-Fi hotspot, sunroof, and miles per gallon capacity that is 24 in the city, goes up to 31 in the highway. So make sure you check out freemanmazda.net because when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Let's see more of your comments here on the 11 personnel question. A lot of people going with the over as well. I feel like we went about 50-50 there in the comments. Ultra Cowboy says, Simi is going to be hell. Man, a lot of people are talking up Simi Fehoko. Does seem like we already kind of know about, uh, we already kind of know about the, about the wide receiver room. Like, if, if it's six of them, my early prediction, and I'm not talking, I'm not counting Michael Gallup here though, and I'm not counting James Washington either. So I would go CD Lamp at one, uh, Jalen Tolbert number two, and forget about the, the order for the next receivers, but Noah Brown, you have Simi Fehoko. Kevontae Turpin, I think that Turpin makes it. And then Dennis Houston. I do believe Dennis Houston will be a part of the Cowboys' 53-man roster. So the, the notable, the noteworthy guy that would be left out in this scenario is TJ Basher. 
12 personnel or bust, says Sugar Daddy Williams. I will tell you what, I do want a very healthy dose of 12 personnel on the Cowboys offense. I do want that because, I, and I want them to pass the football out of 12 personnel. I just don't want them to, to run it almost exclusively out of 12 because that was an issue last year. When they got uh, to the field with two tight ends, they overwhelmingly ran the football as opposed to throwing it. And I think they would benefit from throwing it a, a little bit more in those scenarios. Let's see. Uh, Eagles are still trash. That is the name of this YouTube user. <laughs> Noah Brown balls out in the preseason, says Eagles are still trash. Hopefully he is right. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Eliasar, as of right now, I'm saying CD, Tolbert, Noah, Simi, Turpin, and Houston. Same as you. Yeah, I think I think pretty much all of us will be on the same page here. Even if you like, even if you like Basher, it sounds like Fehoko is the guy with the edge right now. Out of pretty much everyone who's been to Oxnard has made that pretty clear. Because Fehoko might have been the most consistent one, even if Basher had the most impressive catches of, of training camp. 7-Eleven says, Mo, what is your fate in Brett Meyer on a scale of one to ten? Ooh, I will go with a five. I, I will go with a five because I will actually go with a six because of the 60% rate, uh, of a 67% rate that he had when he last kicked for the Cowboys in 2019. I will say that Liram Hairulahu is the favorite for the job. That's my gut feeling right now, especially uh, specifically because I precisely do not have a lot of faith in Brett 7-Eleven. So I would go with, with such a low score there. I would go with something like uh, a five. I think he's I think he is not your favorite for the kicker job. Same in this order though. CD Tolbert, Brown, Houston, Simeon, Katie says Tommy915. Yeah, I would probably go with a similar depth chart as well. Let's see here. Let's see. Run, play, action, success, says Sugar Daddy Williams. Man, the Cowboys were the second most efficient team in the NFL at using play action in terms of success rate. They were the second most successful team using play action. And yet, they were far from being one of the teams that used it the most. And a lot of the times we think that that is because you need to use it a very limited amount of times in order for it to be as efficient, but that is not the case. There are some of the teams that use the most play action are some of the teams that are the most successful as well. And I've talked about this before. You don't even have to establish their run in order for play action to succeed. And you can see that when you look at how teams do with when using play action in the first quarter, when they have not even had a chance establishing the run. So, I would definitely want the Cowboys to turn the dial up when it comes to the play fakes. Give me that in 2022, please, and thank you. But anyways, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of an update that will go with a poll as well. So imagine for a moment that it was up to you who makes this team and who doesn't. Imagine that it was up to you 
whether or not the Cowboys use plenty of play action or not. If you use 11 personnel or 12 personnel, say that you are the Cowboys head coach. Would you play or sit the starters in week one? Because apparently we've got an answer from what the Cowboys are planning to do this Saturday when the Cowboys take the field versus the Denver Broncos. It feels like, and this is from Clarence Hill from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, the starters will not play in the preseason game, only the practice against the Broncos on Thursday. That is the true preseason game, right? The one that we will not get to really see. That will be the true preseason game because that is where you will get number ones versus number ones. Not on Saturday, though. It definitely sounds like the Cowboys are resting pretty much everyone in week one of the preseason. We'll see if that changes in week three. Early expectations have been that Dak Prescott will play in week three. But let's see what, what would you do if you were the head coach of the Cowboys. Jared says that he would play them. Uh, Swain says that he would sit them. D-Shift says that it ain't up to the head coach. A lot of the times it is, though. A lot, of, a lot of the times it is. Sid, Tommy says, if it was me, we would win the Super Bowl this year. And Tommy might add that Madden serves as proof. <laughs> Play all day, any day, says Joey Bella. No fear. Uh, let's see. Tommy sits uh, the players. Billy would also sit them. Let's see. Sit all starters except Tyler Smith, says Sugar Daddy Williams. This is the way. You sit your starters and you play some of them, the ones that need reps. John would also sit them, although I believe that uh, the autocorrect feature caused him to say something else. <laughs> Rene Garcia says, uh, easy sit. Oh, Rene Garcia, excuse me. Play a series each game, says Betsy. I would sit them, and I would play guys like Tyler Smith. I would play Jalen Tolbert. I would play, of course, uh, Dennis Houston, who is pretty insane that he might have a very significant role as an undrafted free agent. But hey, I would play him, of course. He is going to play. I'm excited to watch this preseason game, even without starters. But hey, hey, we're getting close. We're getting closer and closer. It will be tomorrow, though, the practice that will essentially be the, uh, the preseason game for the Dallas Cowboys. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Gregory says, Mo, when are you going to extend the show to an hour? Probably never. I find that 30 to 40 minutes for me is a sweet spot. That is what I like to do. 30 to 40 minutes, more or less. In the offseason, you know, you had to manage the topics. So we had shorter shows, maybe. But anyways, uh, thank you for your support. Do me a favor before you move, uh, move on from this video. Hit the like button. Share the stream. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. So help us out with that. Help us beat the algorithm with a like share the show share the show to facebook and youtube thank you for being here this is prime time presented to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net make sure you check that out check out the cx30 premium 
and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, as we get ready to close out the primetime week. Make sure you catch Skywalker Steel as well in the mornings. He wrapped ADC Sports Dallas in Oxnard. Shout out to him, and I will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.